Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hello, Meredith. How are we doing today? I am doing just great. How are you? I'm doing good. I I, I hate to admit it. I kind of, I sort of enjoyed last night's episode. There are a couple of parts that I liked. I don't know if I agree with that, but I'm excited to hear about what you liked. Well, before we before I even go there, I wanted to I wanted to just see how you're doing because because of my outstanding parenting, I know that you are a sports fan and a football fan, and your hero, Tom Brady, officially retired last week. So I just wanted to make sure that you're doing okay. You're doing okay with this. Um, no, I'm not doing okay with this. I really thought Tom would go out on a Super Bowl win, as he should, being the GOAT. And I'm also very upset because now my fantasy football team, the Brady Bunch, who also became the Brady Bucks, have no leader. Well, perhaps he can serve as your coach and your your icon, and you can continue with the Brady Bunch and, and as a memoriam to, to Tom. I'm just not sure the Brady Bunch can really function without Brady. But at least I went out on a championship. So Tom, did lead, Tom did lead my fantasy team to, to a win this season. Are, are you going to now retire from the fantasy football now that, uh, that Tom is retired and leave on top as a champion? No, it's under consideration. Please don't go to the press yet. Okay. Well, well but true or false – I am a better father figure than Tom Brady. Um, I mean, you don't kiss me on the lips as much as Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's move along. Okay. So. <laughs> I think you walked into that one. I'm not sure what you were looking for there. I, I was looking for, hey, you're a great father, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take what I can get. I think get. you're great. You don't kiss me on the lips inappropriately in front of cameras or ever. Okay, well, I'm glad we have that on on tape. So good deal. So anyway, a couple things I enjoyed about last night's episode. Uh, Gabby and her total lack of knowledge of hockey rules and her overall goofiness. I, I she went on a date with our our lead Clayton. Enjoyed I enjoyed Gabby. To be fair, Clayton told her that the one rule is there are no rules. Yeah, but she just didn't seem to have any concept of of the game, and 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 I found that very very adorable. I also put as a high that sexy Velma got a one on one date. I enjoy her a lot. You look confused, sexy Velma. Remember, she looks oh, like okay. hot Velma from Scooby Doo. Okay, okay, sexy Velma. I, I I remember us talking about that. I was thinking that there were actually two one on one dates uh, in no. this one. Yes, was Serene was she the other one? Yes, yeah. she was. But I, I'm more of a team Gabby. You know, she is my winner pick. I know. I forgot about that for a while, but I remember it now. She's my winner pick. She's very funny. You know, she lays down on the dirty sidewalk to pet dogs, and she just seems very normal. I, I, I agree. I, I'm not sure what she's doing on the show. She does seem normal, and and I liked her. Um. Another thing I liked about the show, I liked the roast that they had. Uh, I thought that was fun. I, you know, I don't, I am not familiar with Russell Peters, who apparently is a Canadian actor, entertainer, 
who also specializes in roast, but he came in to sort of lead the roast. I went to his IMBD, and the only thing I recognized on it was Clifford the Red Dog. Uh, so I don't really, I'm not really familiar with his work, but I found him to be very uh, amusing, funny. Um, you know, he had some good cutting, uh, cutting jokes there, and and uh, I thought that the the ladies did a really good job uh, coming up with some some roast material as well. Yeah, I always love a good bachelor mean roast. It's you know they, Shanae was not on the date, so the the producers are really trying here to start some new tension between the women. We might have some between Mara and Sarah, has not yet been determined. But what I loved the most was that our Canadian actor, comedian, Russell Peters, finally brought up the fact that Jesse Palmer did not find love on The Bachelor. He did do that, didn't he? We've been telling everybody. Maybe he listens to our podcast and recognized that and, and, and brought that out. Yeah. So I, I thought that was good. Snaps to Russell Peters. Uh, I thought Marlena was outstanding. I think she's a real, you know, she's she's an athlete. She's got some wit. She's really a five-tool player out there. Yeah, she's good. I like when she she tries to talk to Clayton athlete to athlete here, you know, take an L and just, you know, take it, take it with dignity. So one other thing that I have as a high and – and I think that this, I think that Gabby said this, and, and I, I'm, I, I have actually mixed emotions because I think when they were talking about Shanae going on this two-on-one date with, um, who's, who's, uh, who's the other girl going on the two-on-one date? Genevieve. Genevieve, which is sort of our cliffhanger with uh, um, Clayton taking Genevieve and Shanae on a two-on-one date uh sort of a loser goes home match. Uh, somebody's going to get a rose. Someone's going home. And that's, I will find out how that goes next week. But uh, when they were talking to the girls, I think it was Gabby that called Shanae a succubus. S-U-C-C-U-B-U-S, which I, I like when I can maybe learn some new words and things, but it makes me feel bad when I'm learning them from this show. But anyway, uh, somebody said that, and I had to look it up, what that word means, and it means a demon in female form said to have sexual intercourse with men in their sleep, or any <laughs> demon or evil spirit. So so I appreciate the fact that I can can learn some new words, even from, even from The Bachelor. That's a fun word. I might have to start incorporating that into my everyday vernacular. Uh, that's... I, I could see that happening. I don't. I'm, <laughs> so anyway, those were some things that I actually enjoyed from last night's episode. So I enjoyed Serene getting like a private amusement park date. I did think the name of the amusement park was a little weird. The Pleasure Pier. It sounded more like something that they should be doing on Fantasy Suite weeks. But no lines, free carnival games, free ice cream. You know, it's almost worth Clayton being the only other person there with you. So I, I, I had mixed feelings about the amusement park. They, uh, it, it just sort of, to me, I, I didn't really feel like they had a great connection. I don't know. It just, to me, felt a little bit forced and they were sort of going through the motions. Although Clayton says that all his connections are wonderful and, and seems to say the same thing about every date. So, you know, she was so open and so sharing and so vulnerable, blah, blah, blah. I'm a little tired of this. But I kept thinking, is it 
when, when you going, going to an amusement park by yourself and one other person, is it cool or is it spooky? I mean, if it's during the day, I don't think it's that spooky. I think at night it could be. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just sort of felt weird to me of just being there all by yourself. I don't know. But so. I think I would like it, you know, no lines. And I feel like most of the day at amusement park is just spent waiting to get on a ride. So you can really fast track it. This is true. My other high was, I think it's a high. Sometimes I don't really know. Shanae's apology performance, I found it pretty believable. And the whole time I was just like waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, is this real? There's no way. What's going on? I'm so confused. But I like, she kind of had me there that she was trying to be genuine, turn over a new leaf. And uh, then we see that she was lying the whole time. But I, I was impressed with her performance. So, so you do think that it's uh, she gave a Meryl Streep worthy performance uh, in front of the ladies, and then uh, I don't know uh, if I'd go Meryl Streep level. You know, I don't think that Shanae could have been in Mamma Mia, but well, Shanae was putting herself above Meryl Streep. She, you know, she she felt her performance was so outstanding. So, well, we, uh, we already know Shanae's a bit delusional. So, this is true. This is true. But the, those were my highs of the episode. Okay. Well, I, you know, to me, the, I, the, the amusement park date to me, I, 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 I found that as a low. I just, I just didn't really feel that there was a, a, a good connection between Serene and, and Clayton. So, I mean, I, I, to me, that one sort of uh, felt hollow. So I, I didn't like that one too much. Okay. That's fair. My main low is that I, unfortunately, am starting to get very tired of the Shanae show. I think it's time for this chapter to end and for us to move on. You know, I want to see who's going to be the next villain. Does there have to be a next villain? Can, can't course. we all get along? No. No? <laughs> we cannot. Well, well look, looking, at the, looking at the previews, I did not see a lot of Shanae there. So I'm, I'm kind of assuming that she's not coming back from... Niagara Falls. Me too. And that that goes into my next slow is that I don't like that episodes are starting in like the middle of a week and we are getting like rose ceremonies in the middle of an episode rather than the end of the episode. But I think that they're doing it because they want us to get more Shanae. Like if this week had ended with the rose ceremony, Shanae probably would be gone. And now we get Shanae for another week. And I think that once Shanae is gone, we're going to get back on track, which I'm looking forward to. Well, it seems to me they're just trying to find cliffhangers to uh, to hold your attention. and and The show doesn't need cliffhangers, though. We, well, we need some you, uniformity, never, some schedule. You know, you're, you're such an accountant. You need such organization and everything. You know, they, they, they're, they're, they're trying to get eyeballs come back next week. So I also didn't enjoy how hard the girls were like going into Shanae during the roast when she wasn't there to defend herself. I really would have loved Shanae to have been there. I think it would have been amazing television, but it's also like, I don't know. Like she's just not there. Like it's, it's not cool to, to go in on her like that when she also made her fake apology and the girls think that maybe she's trying to turn a new leaf. I don't think the girls 
really thinks she's trying to turn a new leaf. And and I think that any roasting that she got, even not being there, is pretty deserved. So uh, sure, it's that, deserved. But like you know, let's that that is like low tier fruit. That's too easy. Well, the few of them took some shots at uh, Clayton as well, which was which was fun. Oh yeah, you got to go for Clayton. That is also low hanging fruit, though. <laughs> Well, um, I was kind of disappointed that there was no unknown country singers at any of our uh, individual dates. You know, I'm I'm yeah, I'm always interested in some new music. I don't always like it, but sometimes I do. So I, I was really expecting to see some some uh, up and coming bands uh, this week. So I was we're disappointed only, we didn't get any. We're only halfway through the season, so I'm sure you're going to get something else before we uh, wrap this up. I, I, I sort of assume I'm going to get it every week or with every one-on-one uh, -on -one date. So a little disappointed there. And you're tired of the Shanae show. I'm tired of Clayton just every time saying that he's building so many connections and relationships. I mean, he's just he's just the kid in the candy store with all this wonderful, sweet candy all around that he cannot resist. And... As we see from the previews, it's going to be a problem somewhere down the road. Yeah, I think that Clayton thinks that he has a good connection with any woman that has lips that he's allowed near. It would appear that way. It would appear that way. <laughs> okay, another low for me. What did Genevieve do to deserve to be on this two-on-one? You know, like this is usually reserved for the arch nemesis and like the hero or someone like someone that Shanae has been fighting with constantly. Like it would have been a good Elizabeth situation. And I feel like, she, I feel like Genevieve just kind of like fell into this position because she and Sierra were going to try and tell Clayton about Shanae's character. And then Sierra got home and Genevieve yelled at Shanae once. And so she is just the, the, the sacrificial lamb to go on the two on one. And it, and it just, feels like it's more about Shanae and they just needed a warm body to fill the other spot. Yeah, I, I, I guess I guess she's guilty because she was a plotter. She was one of the people plotting against Shanae, but we've not really seen a lot of Shanae Genevieve uh, controversy, although Genevieve's been pretty vocal in her, in, her, in her little interview sessions of where she stands on the Shanae situation. But, it doesn't look like she's going to do well next week in the two-on-one. Oh, Genevieve? Yeah. We see Clayton turning to her, holding the rose, saying, I just want to know if you're just acting and lying about everything. What? Where did that come from? Well, Shanae had written down her lines of how she was going to throw Genevieve under the bus. Well, I think we know where it's coming from. Well, you know, Shanae is, is she's a succubus. You really can't trust her. <laughs> My guess is that both of them will go home. Okay. I guess that's certainly possible. I, I was a little disappointed that uh, Jill went home because she seemed to have some fighting spirit about her. I thought that uh, she was going to throw down with Shanae at some point. I don't think she literally ever talked to Clayton. Well, I, I, I think you're right. They, she really had not made any progress in, with, with Clayton, but she, she was pretty outspoken on her feelings with, about Shanae. So I was hoping there could be some conflict there because she, she seemed like a pretty tough cookie. Mm -hmm. What were your immediate thoughts watching the two-on-one get onto like one of those boats at Niagara Falls? 
they, of course, were the office uh, uh, scene with um, Jim and Pam getting married. Jim and Pam, which that really needs to be reserved for Jim and Pam. There really should not be other people allowed to, to have that scene. Or, you know, at least make it a one-on-one date where it's you could at least pretend that they're in love and have this Jim and Pam moment, not a two-on-one. Come on. I, I nothing is going to to be better than the Jim and Pam moment. You know that's 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 theirs. They own it, and and uh, that did cross my mind as well. Yes. Yeah, it was a little insulting. I mean, come on, ABC. <sighs> Office wannabes. No, so lame. That's all my lows. Well, I think uh, you know that was pretty much all my lows as well. Okay. Who was your right reason of the episode? Well, so my right reason, I have to go with Gabby because uh, she just seems to be cool and doesn't, you know, she, she seems to be sort of above the fray and she just seems nice and pure. She really shouldn't be on this show. She's just very refreshing. And and I, I was texting you last night. She reminds she reminds me of the the, the Abigail Abigail who was on I guess Matt James show and just you know, and on Paradise. If you had really gotten into that, I don't know, that that would that would take her down a few notches in, in the dad scale. But uh, um, yeah, she's she just seems pure and naive, and um, I don't know, just uh, I. I and quirky. I like her. She seems more normal than most of these people. I put Gabby as my right reason as well. You know, besides the fact that she's my winner pick and I have great taste. You know, she seems fun, normal. I really like her personality. Um, she, I think that she's like so normal that like she's probably like a size two or a size four, and the other girls are like size zero. So she kind of looks a little like she. She looks like she's bigger than all the other girls, but she's actually just normal and she's not a Barbie doll, which I like about her. And I think Clayton was really into her as well. He seemed more comfortable with her than he does with some of the other women. So so I'm, I'm going to jump ahead. Just you, you throwing out sizes like that, just some quick dad advice. Oh, goodness. Don't. Be really careful if you're buying your significant other clothes because you can get in some serious trouble there. You really you, you don't you don't want to get it too big. You don't want it to get too little. Little. So be careful about that. So when you say size two and four, I don't really know what that means. I don't want to know what that means. So is this dad advice you wrote down, or is this just spur of the moment? This is spur of the moment dad advice. Oh, I was going to say, how does this relate to the episode at no, all? It's spur, it's just as you say that, it's like red flag, red flag. Be careful there. Mm. Okay. Thank you for our spur of the moment dad advice. I've got more coming. Don't worry. Good. Good. Who is your wrong reason? Well, I I mean, Shanae is sort of the wrong reason every week, but I I really felt like Clayton this week for me was the wrong reason because after this whole Shanae situation comes up at the rose ceremony and he talks to Shanae privately and, you know, seems to say you really need to be apologizing to people and, and everything. And, and she apologizes to him and she walks out and gives her fake apology to the ladies. And, and then when the, when the rose ceremony starts, Clayton comes out and he thanks the ladies at the rose ceremony for holding him accountable.
And I'm like saying, holding you accountable, holding you accountable would be booting this woman off the show like like that. You know, so Clayton, you're not you're not getting it done. You're not being accountable. Uh, you 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 missed it. So anyway, uh, Clayton, that's my wrong reason. A little sidebar there. Um, last week, Clayton came out with a statement apologizing to Elizabeth and you know, saying that he, if he had any idea what was going on, like Shanae would have been gone immediately and all of this stuff. And some of the women who have already exited the show are, are kind of clapping back at Clayton saying, I told you what was going on. You knew what was going on. Lots of people told you what was going on and that didn't happen. So you're kind of full of shit. Well, uh, obviously, uh, Shanae used her womanly powers to uh, to keep him in trance for longer than he should have been. Yeah, she Shanae was my wrong reason. I just wrote, this girl is nuts. Enough said. Hopefully, she goes home. If she doesn't go home on this two-on-one, I think it really is going to negatively impact Clayton's other's relationships. Because it's just hard to like take a guy seriously if he continues to bring her, her forward. Yeah, I, I you, you start to get a uh, – there's certainly a lot of vibes coming from the other ladies on the show that, uh, you know, if he's not bright enough to figure this out, and <laughs> they're not sure that they actually want to hang there. So I, I, I hope he he takes care of the, his business and throws her into Niagara Falls. Yeah. Okay, my MVP, this is kind of – shocking I'll say I'm giving it to Clayton I do feel like I have a little bit of bias here I did watch the episode last night with my boyfriend and he was very and he he liked Clayton a lot and so he was trying to show me that Clayton was a good guy and I think I've made it clear I'm not a fan but I do feel like he's grown a bit when it comes to his conversations with the women I feel like on his one-on-one dates he was doing better at keeping a conversation going, you know, asking normal questions. It wasn't just kissy kissy all the time. Like, you know, the girls show him their trauma from the past and he's not, he, with at least Gabby, he was asking more questions about it, trying to relate to things and wasn't just saying, thank you so much for sharing and then kissing her. So I feel like he's starting to become a little bit better at being the lead And, you know, my boyfriend just kept saying, look, he's trying his best. And so I'm giving Clay an MVP for trying his best. Okay. Well, yeah. I have to say one nice thing about him every, every week. And that's all I got. Okay. Well, I'm concerned about your boyfriend and his judgment, but, uh, you know, he, he seems like a nice guy, but um, that's, it's Meredith's MVP. So there you go. All right, hit us with the the written down, the planned out fatherly advice. Oh, and and I'm, I just want to make sure that uh, I'm trying to keep up with our final four picks. I think that you and I both have two left. We both yes. pick we both pick Susie, and she's still there. And I pick Rachel, the pilot. You pick Gabby, the the sort of nerdy, geeky, sexy cool. Velma. Sexy Velma. So we both have two left and we both have Susie. So it's sort of a Gabby versus Rachel situation. Yeah. 
I I am feeling good about the three women that we have left. Actually, I do too. I think I think we made some good choices there. Yeah, I think this might be like some of our best picking so far. Yeah. So so anyway, some some quick fatherly advice. So uh, you know, I, I give you grief about Tom Brady, but I have a lot of respect for Tom Brady. And I've been reading some articles about him since uh, he announced his retirement. And I just always respect the fact that uh, he played football for, I think, 22 years and came into the league as not the most athletic guy. You watch some of the tapes of him running the 40 at the, at, at some of the, the rookie camps, and it looks like he's going to run out of breath 40 yards down the field. But I just am always very respectful of how much work he put in and, and how serious he take it. He, he earned it. So um, just want to remind our listeners out there that uh, it's okay to, uh, you know, maybe you're not in the job that you, you uh, want right away, but, you know, start, do the work, earn it, and you can reach those goals. Tom Brady should inspire us all. Um, a lot of the ladies were saying, Actions have consequences, which sounds like such a parenting thing to say. I probably said it to you, uh, and I wonder if they ever – they don't always, but sometimes they do. So anyway. Well, I feel like there was a lot of parenting going on this week. You know, Clayton had to sit Sinead down and be like, do you feel bad for throwing that trophy? Do you, are you going to apologize? Do you think it was a good idea to throw the trophy? Yeah, it was, that was sort of funny. So anyway, actions have consequences. You might have to make false apologies out there. So be careful. Don't don't throw the trophies into the into the swamp or whatever crazy Sinead was doing. And uh, I guess lastly, and to me, this came up twice, both from Gabby and it was reinforced by our friend Russell Peters that uh, that humor, goofiness in Gabby's case, you know, people like to laugh. People like to smile. Uh, you need some funny in a relationship. You need to have a good sense of humor that can go a long way in building your relationship. So, so let's let's keep that in mind as we as we go out there and try to build our relationships in normal ways, not on this show. Well, I think that gives us a lot to think about in the upcoming week. You're welcome. All right, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to comment, rate, and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. And as always, we'd like to thank The Mesh for having us. So join us next time to hear more about Clayton's season from the right perspective and my dad.